911, what's the nature of your emergency? Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about how other people try to place labels on us and how all too often we start to believe in those labels. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Recently, I had one of my really good friends go through a hard time. And this man is a coach and he is a high performer. He is the kind of individual that will say yes to everything. He tries to take on every single project, consume all the content that he can in a single day. And he's also the type of man who complains about never having any time for himself or his family. And yet he is one of the most loving and supportive fathers and husbands that I know. And this particular individual is somebody that I was working with on a small capacity And what happened was over the course of several weeks, he was not producing the content for what he was supposed to be working on. We were doing a project together and I lightly tried to kind of support him, asked if he needed any help with things. And um, then I started to become very direct with him missing dates and not submitting things that were his responsibility. And We had a team meeting, which he was involved, and I asked him just, you know, it was our first time face-to-face, not communicating through email or anything, and I asked him where all of his content was, where everything was that he, it was his responsibility to, um, as a part of the team, he wasn't contributing in that way. And it, it was very nice, and you know, I'm not somebody who's ever devious or trying to have some hidden message or anything like that. It was just a very blatant question. And so later on, he sent me this voice message just telling me how he thought that there was something wrong with me and um, how I was speaking in a tone that was condescending and all of these things. And in retrospect, and even reflecting back, there was one other person, she's a team administrator, and even asking her, like, there was absolutely nothing Nothing that could have been perceived that way unless somebody who had something going on with themselves personally. And that's exactly what happened in this case. And I won't get into too much detail about what my friend has been carrying around lately, but it was it was very obvious that he was projecting his own inner state onto somebody else, like trying to pass the buck instead of owning up to his own shit. And not only did that make it to where he wasn't able to produce in the capacity that I'm used to him doing, it also sort of put a scar in our relationship, our professional relationship. Long story short, he's no longer on the team anymore. And it got me thinking about a time in managing a pediatric practice for 13 years, how many times the provider would come into my office and she would say something like, oh, don't you look so tired? Or, um, you know, making just catty comments like that. And it got to the point to where I'm like, no, I'm not tired at all. You look a little tired though. And there's so many times where we try to project our own inner emotions and feelings or things that are going on with ourselves onto other people. And I'm saying that because there was a time when 
I was much younger. I can remember I was in the sixth grade, and I don't know if you can remember this, but sixth grade was like, you are the king of the school. It is when you like you rule the town, right? And I was so excited to just be in sixth grade. And I actually was outside. My folks got a new couch, and I remember the old one was in the front yard, and my mom wasn't home. My older brother was supposed to be watching me. And I was outside. I was jumping on it. We were never allowed to have trampolines as kids. But I'm jumping on this couch, and I'm having a great time. I can remember it was a sunny day. I remember everything in this moment. I'm I'm about to tell you why. And as I'm jumping, all of a sudden, my knee snaps out like diagonally like it goes out to the side it's it's opposite of the way that your knee is supposed to be able to bend and I remember hearing the snap feeling the snap and the pain the the excruciating pain caused me to just instantly start screaming and screaming and screaming and so my brother came running out and long story short it turns out that I actually had a defect from the factory and my femur muscle was placed on I mean, naturally, it just developed to where it was on the inner side of my patella, so my knee, which means that every time that I would straighten my leg, my muscle would push my kneecap over to the side. And my ligaments were super loose, and there's all these things, right? So my parents, we go to several specialists. It was like nobody had ever seen this before. I remember the physicians would call in the fellows, and they would like show my knee off to each other. And it was really... It was not fun. because, And when I say we went to a lot of specialists, I'm talking, my folks had to take me to probably like 13 different orthopedic surgeons. And so they finally settled on a surgeon that they felt comfortable enough operating on me. N- none of my siblings or any of us have ever had to do any kind of surgeries like that up until that point. And it was awful. Like it was just a terrible experience having to go through that because I had a homeschool teacher. They put me in one of these huge plaster casts and I remember it had all these tubes sticking out of it because it had this built-in cooler where my parents could put ice inside of this chest and then the water would filtrate through these tubes to keep the swelling down. And yeah, I had that cast on, I think for about three months and, um, It was not fun at all. And when I got older, I remember being in ninth grade, again, super excited, like all these new boys in high school, all these new opportunities, the things that I get to do. And I was walking to French class. My friend comes up behind me. He's a man, a boy at the time. And he goes to give me a hug. He jumps on my back and he goes to like, give me a hug from my back. And boom, I hear that same snap I feel the same, like, oh shit, my knee isn't supposed to bend that way. And I fall down to the ground screaming. And it was awful. My friend felt absolutely terrible. He thought he broke my knee or something. But um, what had happened was that my, you know, as I became, what was I at that point, 13, I suppose, my body just tried to naturally go back to the way homeostatically that it was to begin with before I had my first surgery because my body wasn't done growing. And when that happened, I needed to have surgery again, which meant an entire year of me being in a cast, being home, being on homeschool, going to physical therapy for another six months, and just nothing but rehabilitation. So essentially, my my high school social life did not even begin until I was in the 10th grade. 
And the reason I'm sharing these stories with you is because throughout my entire, what seems like childhood, past the sixth grade, my folks always put this label on me of these restrictions and the things that I wasn't capable of doing or allowed to do. And into adulthood, it really framed my mind with those same limitations. And it wasn't until I recognized that they were the ones putting those labels on me and I began to challenge myself physically for the first time. It wasn't until I was about 22 years old that I started to see just what my capability and limits were physically that I realized that I'm not those things that they told me that I was growing up. And I will never be those things. And if there's any certain limitations or labels that are going to be placed on me, it's going to be because I am the one that's putting them on there. And maybe for you, you can think of times when your parents or maybe your spouse or siblings have tried to call you out or to say that you're a particular thing or place these limitations on you as well. And maybe it's not true. And have you ever thought about that? What is it in your life that you're not doing or maybe that you are doing and it's a byproduct of something that somebody else has said or done to you that's made you feel like you're in that confinement or like you are restricted in some way. And when we realize what those chains are, it's incredible what happens because I know for me personally, I started to get into strength training, um, even getting as simple as this sounds, getting on the treadmill and learning how to run. Yes, I had to learn how to run when I was 22 years old. And sure, it's not my favorite activity to do. And it's a very, it's very high impact on my knee. So I adjust and I adapt and I find modalities and things that work for me. And it, it, there is no comparison. And I think we live our lives in this state of always feeling like we need to compare ourselves to other people, but we should really only be comparing ourselves to who we really are. And we can't do that if we don't know who the fuck we are to begin with. And it's it's a hard pill to swallow, especially as we're older and we might not have ever thought about these sort of things. So as you go about your day today, I encourage you to try to think of those things, those labels that have been placed on you and what sort of shackles can you start to take off and what do you need to do in order to allow yourself to be exposed to certain modalities or certain ways of living that maybe you've been so reserved from doing for so long because other people have put you there. So whatever those things are for you, I know we all have them if we're super honest with ourselves. I just want you to know that it's okay to give yourself permission and to reclaim who you are and how you want to live your life because that is the only way that we can enjoy our tactical living.